everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Hi, Mo. Oh, hello, Aya. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Oh, good. It's a bit chilly today. It's chilly. Mum's not well either, so hopefully you don't sound unwell. Like, you don't sound it, but in case Mm -hmm. she sounds nasally. Well, you don't have to tell everybody. Well, in case people wonder, why does Irene sound like this? I don't know. Well, I hope I don't sound like that. But anyway, sorry if I do. Um, Interesting episode ahead, Mum. Very odd topics, really. Like, they don't... They don't go hand in hand very well when you think about it. But, but you know, whatever. <laughs> can I just say, all conversations are not neat packages. No. It's just like you'll probably look at the title of this and go, oh, that's what you're talking about today. But don't stop listening. No. Keep listening. Let's get on with it. All right. <laughs> I've never done this before. So hi, everyone, again. <laughs> um Watching the news the other day, uh, there was a little snippet saying um, that we're going to have a coffee shortage and that perhaps the latte in Brisbane that probably costs about four fifty four dollars for a small okay most of the time is going to cost us seven and that coffee will be a treat. It won't be something that you will have every day. So I got to thinking. Oh my goodness, I've been drinking coffee a long while and I don't like these sort of idle threats to something that I enjoy. So I thought I'd have a little chat about it. But, we're, okay, yes, obviously we're going to chat about it. But where are they getting this information from? How can they calculate this? How have they figured this out? That's what I don't get. Do you have that information? Well, it says um, there are shortages and the shortages, firstly... Uh, to do with climate change. So some of the types of coffee, apparently 75 out of 124 coffee species could be wiped out. By when? Cli- well, in, 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 the near fu- in the near right. future. So we're going to lose that genetic diversity, which is very important. And I'm not sure how many of these plants and the seeds of these plants that they've gotten put into the doomsday vaults. You know about the doomsday vaults? No. What are the doomsday vaults? Okay, so several there are several places around the world, one in um, the Scandinavian area. It's like a vault into the side of the mountain in which they have collected authorities or, you know, global people who are interested, scientists, have collected seeds of every plant on the on the planet particularly food plants. So there are storage areas around the world called the doomsday vault. So if anything happens, some catastrophic climatic catastrophic um, climatic event occurs or something else occurs, then we'll be able to go into these vaults and take out the seeds and regrow plants. Okay, so we're just I'm on my computer and I'm looking at one of these doomsday vaults. It's called the Svalbard Global Seed Vault. And uh, on the Norwegian island of Spitz- Spitsbergen near Longyearbyen. Yeah, so there is one. Ah, oh, about 1,300 kilometres from the North Pole, so very close to Santa. They're saying that these species could be wiped out, and there's a several reasons. One, they're talking about things like fungal diseases and pests. 
and that could be attributed to climatic changes. Mm-hmm. What they're saying is this is a scientist from the Royal Botanic Gardens in Kew in London mm. um, saying we do have a problem. And That's near where I lived. Yes, it was. I Not lived near Kew. Um, they say one of the biggest victims is the coffee in Ethiopia. Now, the Ethiopian coffee produces 60% of the world's supply. Oh, wow. And they have the famous Arabica bean. And they're saying that climate change, particularly increasing temperatures, um, may impact not only on their crop, but then subsequently um, those 100 million people who produce coffee, all the people who are involved somehow in the production of coffee. That's one issue. Um, the other issue, um, it, this is a, you know, who would have thought my cup of coffee is causing such stress? But I don't I don't think that, what? Well, because Why? coffee demand has increased, they're now having to find more places for it to grow. And so because it's a plantation crop um, and these generally are poor people who are growing the very coffee that we enjoy. Well, technically they shouldn't be poor. They should be in good working conditions and getting paid correct. Correctly. Well, they should be. It should be like fair trade system. Well, they're where corporations, they... right? Well, Cor- no, there are different ways. Co-ops, yeah. Well, sometimes they're co-ops. That can work better. But sometimes they're at the mercy of bigger companies who are giving them a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. But because climate change is ruining some areas, um, they're having to then cut up, find more land and cut into other forests. So there's deforestation. Uh. And, of course, that has other implications for climate, you know, not being able to absorb carbon, Mm -hmm. putting out more carbon dioxide. So what I'm saying is I was looking at, um, oh, sorry, I was listening to this report saying, oh, you're going to pay more money for your coffee. And the selfish me said, oh, that's terrible. But when you start reading about it, it's not about coffee. It's about um, plant diversity being threatened. It's about climate change impacting. It's about our um, demand on coffee impacting on environments, you know, deforestation to find more land to grow it. I think it's um, But it also says a lot about people, though, the fact that people are willing to possibly cut down forests, contribute more to climate change for the sake of coffee. Like, what does that say about humanity? Well, people have got to live. People who are coffee farmers have difficulties, you know, perhaps getting a decent income anyway. And so sometimes they have no choice but to cut down more forest or find another place to grow. It was sort of a very interesting story and basically... If you have these shortages, then it impacts on you and I, the mm-hmm. consumer, because coffee is going to be more expensive. But then it could also impact on the many coffee shops we have around us. What, they're not going to get as much? Well, people may say, you know what, I can make coffee at home. To be honest, I don't feel like spending $7 on a coffee. No, that's going to be a real problem. Well, even like in London, you know... Starbucks, for instance, is very expensive. I mean, like you can get like a small cappuccino for like two pounds thirty or something. But when you start going into like, I know they're like flavored and syrups and all that kind of 
stuff like so when you get into those types of coffees the prices start to jump up so you're paying five six pounds for Mm. for a coffee and that's without (laughs) any potential coffee shortage that's well i suppose i started thinking apart from the price factor on me you know we have this very sophisticated and well-developed coffee culture here Mm -hmm. there is a coffee shop on every corner well nearly we have a lot of coffee shops here in Brisbane. Yes, we and do. And very, very good ones. Yes. With delicious coffee and delicious um, cakes and sandwiches and, and, and bistro-type food. Um, there's, there's a whole industry, huge industry. Imagine the impact on that. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Well, they're saying it might. Well, you're just saying that you're saying that eventually, so it won't be in the next well, five the, years. Well, the prices might start in, you know, building up slowly. Well, they do anyway because of inflation. Mm. But anyway, I sort of start to think, oh, how important is coffee in my life? That's where it started. Yeah, it would still work out better for you to make your own coffee well, at home. Yes, well, we, which we do. Yes. And then I start to think, well, how many people would be affected? Now, stats are really interesting. Oh, did you get some? Yeah, it depends on, you know, what site you're on. One site said that three quarters of Australians have one cup of coffee a day. And then another one said almost half Australia drinks coffee. And then I thought, oh, what about me? I drank coffee as a child, but it wasn't like a flat white. We had... Uh, filtered and percolated coffee every morning when I was growing up as a little girl. And by the time I was eight or nine, I was having a cup of coffee in the morning with cream. When did I start? I had coffee young too. Yeah. I wouldn't have a big, I wouldn't have like a, like a big, I'd have like a little tiny cup of coffee. And I know, I think I had baby chin. I don't think I had I don't know when I started having coffee, like when we went to cafes. I would have been young because I really liked coffee. Yes. Well, you know, it was what we had because my godfather um, was a coffee roaster. He was one of the first here in Brisbane. Um, And what are they called? Basils. Basils. You and Dad still buy coffee from them. Yes. They sort of have medium to strong. It's not more, it's not quite... It's not the Italian-style coffee. It's more Danish, like Western. It's really nice, though. It is. It's wonderful for breakfast. Yes, so you've always enjoyed coffee. I've always enjoyed coffee. I've always enjoyed coffee, for sure. Dad's always enjoyed coffee. My sister, on the other hand, she used to absolutely hate coffee. She hated the smell. It would make her, like, feel sick, wouldn't it? Yes. One day, she moved to London. And then she was traveling around. She was in Greece, wasn't she? Somewhere in It was Greece. And then someone said, here try coffee and she did and she loved it and she drinks more coffee than all of us i yeah, reckon she was converted she drinks she but she drinks like she's trying to control it though she drinks like piccolos like, yes not good i don't do that i i like a milkier coffee yes but she, and she'll do double shots in like a small cup and mm. i go the girl who absolutely it just shocks me still every time the coffee culture trend is is very nice I mean, I love to meet people for a coffee, sit down, have a chat, have a really good cup of coffee, savour it, enjoy the company of a good friend. It's fabulous. Not every country does good coffee, though, do they? Oh, no, they don't. Let's look, to be honest. Okay, to my taste. America? Well... Americans. Well, do you know what? I'm sure... 
There are places. I'm where sure there are places, but we didn't it find it is dishwater. Well, a but lot of it a, a is of brewed coffee, coffee that's left Ugh. warming. Ugh. So I don't yeah. like that. Although yeah. I do love filtered coffee. Yeah, yeah, if it's, yeah. If it's yeah, good yeah, yeah. quality. Yes. It does. Um, then, of course, when we went to Europe, um, oh, when you were about 18, long time mm-hmm. ago. Okay. <laughs> Not that long ago. <laughs> All right. But um, in England, they didn't hadn't heard about flat whites. No, no, no. No, it was it in England? No, yeah, I thought, they, I thought that was in America. Well, that was in Hawaii too. No, and no, they oh, didn't know Hawaii. about. They didn't know about flat whites. Okay, at so all they didn't know about flat whites in England then. No, okay, because they know about it now. <laughs> they do, but this time two years ago when we went to um, England, and even the Netherlands, they have flat whites, and they say that um, the flat white is an Australian invention. Right, and I remember when we were so that trip you were just talking about when I was eighteen, we were in Venice. And we stayed in a B and B. Remember? Oh, beautiful. What was his B&B. name? Giorgio. No, his name was Fabio. Fabio. Fabio would make us breakfast in the morning, and Dad had to teach him how to make a flat white. Oh, he was a very nice person. Yeah, and he was very willing. He was very interested. If you want a really good coffee, unless if it's espresso, yes, probably most parts of the world. But if you want a coffee like I enjoy, um, like a flat white. You have to stop at the Netherlands. There's nothing oh. west. There's nothing east of that. Oh right, okay. There but you're nothing. saying the best place to go to is the Netherlands. No, no I'm just no. saying right. the Netherlands still has. Well, Amsterdam has some wonderful coffee. Yes, but nothing east of that, because I don't know. Word hasn't. I agree. Arrived. I don't remember tasting anything decent anywhere. It's just like. Because I think a lot of places, unless you know where all the, like, the really good cafes are, where perhaps maybe an Australian or a coffee expert has set up shop, um, everywhere else, I feel like it's, it's like one of those automated ex- espresso machines, you know. Can it, I, can I mm-hmm. just say something, though? That's about taste. You know, in countries oh, yeah. like Turkey and Greece and Italy, they drink espresso. I've had a Turkish coffee. Like... Do you know what I mean? It's everything to its taste. I'm not criticising that. I'm just saying the coffee that I'm used to, I can't find it in most of Europe. The um, When I was in Dubai and I did the, the desert safari, when you arrive at the camp, you have like dates and coffee. I think they use Turkish coffee mostly. It's um, quite syrupy. It was, I don't remember it being syrupy, but um, they don't obviously put milk in it. I think it was really fruity, Mm. I think. I don't know. But a shocking stat that I, um, you know, learned was that apparently we still drink a lot of instant coffee here in Australia. I don't touch instant coffee. No. I did in the UK at my work because it was there, but other than that, It said in 2016, because I couldn't find anything more recent, which is only a couple of years ago. Yeah. It said 75% of our coffee is instant consum- is instant coffee consumption. I think because people go, unless I go out, that's when I have a real coffee. I'll just have an instant at home. I don't think I've ever seen instant coffee in the home cupboard. Oh, where I work, we've got instant coffee. But, so what has this been about? I was just a bit shocked that the coffee lifestyle that we now enjoy could be at risk. Do you know what I really think this is about? Is us just bragging about the holidays we've been on and how coffee-cultured we are. Well, I hope that we can save the coffee plants, that we can have fairly priced 
coffee, mm-hmm. that the people who work also get fairly paid, and that we can somehow maintain this coffee culture that we have and the small businesses who make delicious coffee here in Brisbane. May the coffee shortage never appear. <laughs> that is true. Um, Mum, so last week we we talked about Spice Girls. We oh, did. Love them. Great. Um, and... Oh, I was talking to you and dad and dad brought up that fact that we were talking about Spice Girls, blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, I'm surprised you didn't talk about your girl band. And I went, I forgot. All about oh, my that. gosh. Hold the phone. We're going to talk about it on this episode. And here we are. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, to be honest, I'd forgotten all about that. Oh, I haven't. Such, such a long time ago. Yeah. So um, many moons ago. I was in a girl band. Oh, it just sounds... It was cute. It's just... It's really embarrassing. No, it There's was no cute. footage, so... No, it was <laughs> that's cute. Good. You were young girls, enthusiastic. What was wrong with it? Yeah. Anyway, so when I was... I think it, I was 18 or 19, I got approached, I guess, about being in this band. Um, a friend of mine was already in this girl band and they needed, like, extra people. They were reforming it. I don't know. So... This woman ran this band. She wanted to create a new Spice Girls. That was her vision. Um, I'm not going to reveal the name of anyone or the band name, but what I can say about the band name, I don't know. Take a wild guess as to what it was called. It did have the word girls in it (laughs) and another word, a synonym for horoscopes. Okay. (laughs) Put, you know, two and two together. Um, yeah, so when I was 18, um, I joined a girl band and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the next Ginger Spice. Yes, I think you'd probably thought that. I thought, yeah, she, this woman who, this manager, she was the manager in inverted commas. She seemed very confident. I knew some of the girls who were in the group. Who were very talented. Very talented girls. lovely girls. Um, like... So, like, the talent was there for sure. Um, and then, yep, so joined this group. I'm laughing. I don't know why. It's just so silly. Joined the group. And now that I think about it, things just don't seem right. Well, you didn't become the Spice Girls. No, that's for sure. Um, I think a few warning bells should have gone off back then. And upon reflection, many years later... Like well, you were eighteen. Yeah, when you're eighteen, you've got your rose-coloured glasses on. You don't, you don't, so you don't you notice should. anything. And so you should. No, I think that's so naive. I think it's incredibly but naive. That's okay. That's when you are naive. I guess that's good because you learn. You know, I'm all about Absol- learning. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, one of the red flags for me was the manager chose all the songs. We were never allowed to. I guess, request songs that we wanted to sing, and there were always cover songs. Not once did we talk about writing songs so I was like oh but the Spice Girls wrote songs why aren't we writing songs um I remember so some of the songs were Celebrate Celebration by Cool and the Gang Walking on Sunshine oh yes that was a popular one um one of the songs this cracks me up was Hot and Cold by Katy Perry um so the thing with that song Katy Perry I would I opened the song but the lyrics are you change your mind like a girl changes clothes yeah you PMS PMS like a bitch and the manager wouldn't let me say the word bitch 
So I had to change it to the word witch. <laughs> well, that's okay. You were young and young. You PMS like a witch. <laughs> I hated it. Every time I had to sing it in public, I was like, hopefully it just sounds like the word bitch. Your manager was right because you don't need to use language like but that. But then I've heard other versions of it. Like, you know, when you hear it on radio, they just repeat. Katy Perry just repeats the first line. Oh. So it's like, well, why did I just do that? Um, we always wore matching outfits, and, but it was never anything glamorous. It was jeans and a shirt or a top. Um, and But we had to wear, like, the same style shoes, the same shirt. And I remember, I think we at first we were like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then eventually we started questioning it a bit more and going, oh, why can't we wear something different? And this manager would always say, no, you have to wear the same thing. We're like, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit weird. It kind of like, now that I think about it, it felt like we had, like, no control over anything, but really. I think the Spice Girls probably and other bands who have been created Mom, probably feel other like bands, that. the Spice Girls, were still able to wear their own bloody clothes. Jerry Halliwell wore her outfits. Baby Spice wore her outfits. But it was still a uniform. Yeah, but they weren't wearing jeans and a T-shirt no, and no, Nikes. No, true. No, true. Okay. Um, okay, and then eventually the number in the group... Um, dwindled. It dwindled. One dropped... There were, I think there were originally six of us. One dropped off, and then another dropped off, and then there were four of us. I think it was only the four of us when things really got bad. One day... We were having a meeting and with the, the manager and we started talking and we started saying, why can't we wear different things? Why can't we do this? And we just went off and got really angry and the manager started fighting back at us. She, she was actually really rude, you know, as a, an older well, woman. That was very mature of her. Um, and she... Hopefully you weren't disrespectful. No, we were having a quiet conversation with her and she kind of escalated it and got angry. So then we got angry back. And I mean, if anyone knows me and as you know me, I can be feisty when I want to be. Mm. Not that I said anything rude, but I was not holding back. I, I'd say exactly what I was thinking. And Hopefully she, in a polite way. Maybe not. I can't remember. It was so long ago. And I remember she said, I can't remember what she said. She said something really rude to me and I stormed out. Um, and I called you after. Yes, you did. You, you and the other girls' mums were having coffee or something. I think you knew we were going to talk to her about it too. I think that was the thing that you, the mothers were nearby, I, the I, stage mums were nearby just in case something I happened. I do remember that she targeted you. Yeah, she targeted me. I have no idea why. Um, and then found out. Eventually, all the other girls, like, stormed out and we just, we cut all communications with this woman then and there. Like, we didn't do anything with her. You know what I do remember? What? That she wanted the other girls back, but she didn't want you back. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, she did. I know. She said, oh, okay, well, I'll forgive all of this, but I want everybody back, but she didn't want you back. And the other And the other girls said, it's either all of us or it's That's none nice of, us. of them, but also what did I do to get that? I, I don't oh, remember. I well, can't imagine. And then, yeah, so we had this falling out and left. Um, so the four of us just did our own thing, really. I think basically we had our stage mums helping us. We did. Well, we had your mothers helping you. Yeah, your stage mums, yep. Um, and we changed the name of the group, thank God. I cannot remember. I can't remember what it was called. It was called, like, Dot something. 
It was something like spotty or dotty. I don't oh, know. Okay, I don't know that. Polka dot. I don't know. That's for me. That's running through my mind, but I can't remember what the name was for the four of us. And then so eventually we, you know, four did, became three. Four became three. <laughs> And then we will call it something else, which, again, I will not talk about. But currently looking at the business card from this phase of my life. And I will, I am going to hopefully, I'm going to try and take a photo of just me and put on the Instagram because I I look like a raccoon in that photo. Well, that's true. <laughs> we were doing a photo shoot and this makeup artist came and did our makeup. I have no idea what my hair is. It's curly swept to the side like a faux hawk like a fake mohawk where it's all slick on one side and then curly on the other what and then i've got raccoon eyes black like the smokiest eyes just in black can i just say bright red lipstick doesn't even look like you no it looks like i've been possessed by the devil yes you do um yeah and then eventually three became two yes it did Yep, and then bye. Yes. It finished. Yes. So that was my experience as a as a girl group. It's not easy. When you've got that many I can understand why girl groups and boy bands don't last. Honestly, chances of something like that surviving for a very long time. Well, it is, it is very difficult because eventually everyone suddenly see as they grow older and mature, more you know, they become more mature, um, they start to see their own life is separate. Like, do I want my life to be part of this or do I want something else for my life? Now, for some people, it's to continue in the entertainment industry. But for some people, they look at it and think, no, I want, I want actually a different sort of life. Yeah. So um, whilst you're a girl group, you're also individuals. Yeah. And sometimes that wins. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, and that's why the numbers kept getting lower because people went, oh, actually, I want to go do this. This is not something I'm taking seriously. It's just a bit of fun. Well, I mean, yeah. The girls were, you were all very talented. Some, some of the, you know, some still sing and perform. Still, I have no idea. No. We don't even have a clue. But, um, you know, the fact that they all went in their own way, it also shows strength in personality. Yeah. I like that. I think it also, I mean, reflecting back on it, it, it was quite an awful time to feel like you were being controlled by someone. I, it's, it's an awful feeling. My, I don't know if I can offer any words of wisdom, if anyone's in that situation, whether it's work or maybe you're thinking about starting a girl band. I don't know if you feel like you don't have control over your own choices, your own voice, don't let that happen and don't let it go to a point where you might just explode and just say what you really think yes because not that I I know I wouldn't have said I know what I'm like but I know I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have been hurtful but I would have said like this is ridiculous you don't know what you're doing I would have said something like that Mm. which you know it might not be a professional approach but when you let it go on for too long and you feel like you can't don't have your own voice anymore I think she meant well and I think she did have a vision but you know sometimes groups just don't work out mm-hmm. and you just have to take what all the take some good things out of it don't always look and say oh that was a terrible time of my life well I think every time in your life puts some value into who you are mm-hmm. I remember once we 
I think it was just the three of us. Um, we did a gig and we were like, oh my gosh, we can be fashion now. We can. <laughs> and fashion for like the mid 2000s, by the way, which is was not pretty. Um, oh, like 2010, maybe. Um, I remember one gig. I thought this was a great look. I bought these black sequined bike shorts. I remember those. I wore it with a white t-shirt tucked in and like a chambray, an oversized chambray shirt and biker boots. And like my my hoop earrings, my diamante hoop. I thought that was a look. I remember that. I remember those shorts. You actually, um, other people use them in yeah, yeah. other theatre productions. Yeah, they're, they're gone now. Oh, I, thank goodness. Yeah, they weren't a good um, purchase to be honest. Well, they were because... I mean, they were because I other people them. wore them. Yes. <laughs> which is great. Um, but, yeah, that was one of the my biggest fashion faux pas but in, the, in the group. But you thought I great. thought I looked great. I was like, it's Sunday morning and I'm wearing my glittery pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Sunday morning. But the thing is, so does it matter great how gig. terrible the t- sometimes were? Look at you. You've grown from it. You're remembering it actually more fondly than you used to. The thing is, I don't remember a lot of the details because it was just such a whirlwind, odd experience. And I think, you know, you you go through phases in your life where you try to suppress some memories because you go, well, that was weird. I don't want to remember that. That was an embarrassing time. I feel like that was one of them where I go, I don't want to remember that because it, it, it was like interesting, but it wasn't great. But I do think, you know, if you can come back to it and say, yeah, maybe the time wasn't good, but the people I met, they were good people. It's, but it's such a great story. Like, it is a great story. How many people can say I was in a girl band that tried to be like the Spice Girls but wasn't? Yep. Not and, many. And Five you, of us. And, and you were talented girls, lovely girls, and I'm sure they're all doing some very interesting and successful work. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's great. Yeah. Good memories. Good memories. Yeah. I think the Spice Girls did a better job, though. Anyway. Part of growing up. Yep. Fun Important. Show. Yeah. You've always got to learn from from everything. Go horoscope band. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Without revealing the name. This is a little bit different from what I usually say. I so. suppose it comes from the first story about the environment. Oh, about so, coffee. So I... You can't... This has nothing to do with girl bands? No. Oh. Did you want it to? No. I think I gave some great advice. Did you? Hmm. All right. I think. This is Albert Einstein. Oh, yes. He's, know of him? Yes. He said, look deep into nature and then you will understand everything better. I don't really understand the quote. <laughs> Well, I think... What's it, your interpretation of it? Well, I think it's about stepping outside and seeing the world that is and how magical and how beautiful, how complex yet how simple it is and not getting too caught up in your everyday life. That just step outside, breathe the fresh air, look at the sunshine, the trees, listen to the birds and... Um, just appreciate what's oh, out there. I don't like what you're saying. I'm not going to go look at the trees and listen to the birds, but I agree with being, I think 
we're so consumed by technology and stuff. It, do you know what? When you go out into nature, go for a walk outside, it really does That's right. clear your mind. Yes. So I think... I don't listen to the birds, though, because they're very annoying. And crows. I do think it does have an impact. I know that when I'm having a stressful day, if I put my walking shoes on and I go for a walk, it's just being out there, away from a computer, away from the phone, away from other people. You just, it's a reality check. It's its okay. The world is still okay, even if things are going pear-shaped somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So my final thought is, just get outside, go for a walk, get some fresh air, get some sunshine, and all will be good. Lovely. Thanks, Mum. You're welcome, eh? All right, Mum. All right, eh? It's the end of another episode. I know. It was a bit strange, this one. It was a bit strange, but, like, good chats, but, you know, very random. Well, sometimes it's not always going to be sunshine and lollipops and no it isn't and sometimes you're going to get hit with hard facts about coffee and about girl bands yes you will be (laughs) no i think it's like life yes life is always you know can strike something out of left field and Mm -hmm. it can be a little bit awkward and it can be a little bit different do you know what i just realized that when we were talking about the girl band stuff i didn't talk about much about you being a stage mum in that phase. No, because I wasn't. No, I think you were. But Sorry? I was. it was more like there was another stage mum. Really? The there manager? Was. The man- manager was yeah. a stage mum. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, just the huge. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Spotify and iTunes. And if you are listening on iTunes, make sure you give us a rate and a review. We'd love that. Um, if you would like to follow us on Instagram, our handle is at stage mum podcast. I do try and post there quite a bit. Some funny quotes, memes, photos of mum and I. Um, I do try to keep the content quite entertaining. So, you know, head on over. Also, you can email us at um, stagemumpodcast at gmail.com. Well done, Aya. Thank you. I'm Now we've talked about coffee. I'm really tired. And I think I need some coffee to wake me up. Yeah, before I go out for a party. Right. Okay. Because we're recording this on a Saturday. And I'm going out for a party. Well, stop saying that. I know. That's really annoying. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.